So Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, are you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Alistair, good, uh, thanks for reading the passage for us. Um, as we, we mentioned, our topic for today is on the issue of, an, of anxiety. How do we do with, deal with anxiety and worry? And I guess it seems that in this year or so, there have been lots of things to be worried about. You know, after coming out of the uh, being fried in the global pandemic pan, you know, you've jumped out into the fire of like war, inflation, rising interest rates, the NHS backlog, and our government in crisis. Now, who knows how high fuel prices will go, how high mortgage payments will go, how much basic necessities will cost. And so we are in an anxious time in history. And I guess for um, all of us who are working, we do face a lot of anxiety at work, uh, pressures from the work itself, the very high expectations of others that put on you, uh, or the expectations that you have for yourself, or pressures from managing people, uh, those above you, those below you, and also those around you. Um, in a nutshell, we are an anxious people. And if you were here last week, uh, we looked at the topic of money. And like last week, the issue of money and anxiety, it, well, it's a much bigger issue than we first realize. Because whether we're anxious or not, it has genuine impact on whether we stay as a Christian, whether we keep going. You see, this comes in a section of the Sermon on the Mount, where it's all about how you keep going as a disciple of Jesus. How do you endure as a Christian? And so our anxiety levels, well, it has implications on our discipleship. It's worth pointing out that not all anxiety is bad. There are good forms of anxiety. You read in the New Testament where Paul, the apostle, he is anxious for the spiritual health of the churches. And so being anxious for the kingdom, well, that is good. But anxiety for the cares of this world, what we eat, what we drink, well, that is not good. And a lot of it has to do is because it's linked to who we serve. Um, this passage is really tightly connected to the verse that comes before. Look at chapter 6, verse 24. The last bit, chapter 6, verse 24, you cannot serve God and money. You see, if you serve money, uh, you will be, have a jealous eye. Uh, you'll be anxious because you will want what others have, or you will want what you don't have. 
you will be anxious. But if you serve God, well, that is one step closer to being free from anxiety. So how do we deal with anxiety? Uh, here is Jesus' advice from his sermon. Don't be, don't be, don't be anxious. Look at verse 25, Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Here is a very plain and simple instruction. If you're anxious, don't be. Don't be anxious about what you eat and what you put on. See, it's a, it's a gentle rebuke by Jesus. See, if you are a disciple of Jesus today, and if you are anxious about the cares of the world, don't. Don't be anxious. You see, but obviously the natural response to that is, well, great advice, Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. Uh, you tell me not to be. How good is that? You know, I need my food. I need clothing. How do I survive? Uh, what do I wear? These are basic necessities. Aren't there good reasons to be anxious? And so to address our instinctual questions, well, Jesus, he provides four rhetorical, rhetorical questions for us to consider and to ponder. And all these questions, well, they point to one big truth about our Heavenly Father. Well, don't be anxious because your Heavenly Father provides. I look at the first rhetorical question right there in verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you eat or what you drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Well, what does Jesus mean by that? Well, I think what he means is that life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. And that the God who gives you life and who gives you a body will surely provide the sustenance for it. So if you believe there's a creator God who gives life, won't he provide food to sustain you? You see, he gave every tree in the garden. And if you believe that God created man from dust, he gave a body, would not he provide clothes for the body? He clothed Adam and Eve. See, the giver of life and of the body will surely sustain it. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Your heavenly father, he provides. Second rhetorical question, I look at verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? A part of my study for this passage was to watch Planet Earth on YouTube. Maybe I was just being anxious. And I found this really hilarious video about on YouTube about the birds of paradise. I'm not sure you've seen that before. Uh, the birds of paradise trying to attract a mate. Uh, the male bird, a western ferocia, was dancing, was, was spinning around, jingling around with impeccable moves trying to impress his girl. But I got distracted. That has no relevance to this illustration. Uh, but the actual video I watched was this picture of this on a cliff face. An innumerable number of puffins along the cliff face. And they were diving into the air, soaring into the air, and diving deep down into the ocean and catching fish with their mouths as they swam underwater. And it's really amazing. I mean, it's really amazing how they caught the fish, how they feed themselves. They don't sow and they don't harvest like humans do, but yet they find their food each day. 
you see the whole ecosystem, uh, the plankton for the fish, uh, the fish for the puffin, uh, who supports it, who sustains it. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father defeats them. And are you not of more value than they? Your heavenly father, he provides for the birds, and so he will provide for you. Third question, verse 27, look to verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Um, here is, it's a very pragmatic question from Jesus, uh, being anxious. Well, it doesn't actually solve your problem. Uh, it doesn't add any length to your days. In fact, it may even shorten your lifespan. See, will anxiousness, uh, will it add a single hour to your life? But here's the final question, verse 28. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if so, God clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, or you, all little faith? Uh, just this morning, um, I asked Anna if she could buy a lily from Tesco, but it was 10 pounds, so it was a bit expensive for illustration. But we found this here, in, uh, just in the cupboard below. Uh, imagine it's a beautiful lily, uh, white and beautiful. It's a real one, not a, not a fake one. Uh, but imagine that. You see, this, this lily here, it didn't have to shop online at ASOS. It didn't have to go to Harrods. It didn't have its own personal tailor, but yet so beautifully designed. And according to Jesus, more beautiful than the greatest, richest Israelite king in all his glory. Uh, here's some grass over here um, that I picked up along the way. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's falling apart. Um, it's transient, it's temporal, it's fleeting, it's here today and gone tomorrow. And even the grass is clothed by God. Are you not more precious than a blade of grass? Will God not clothe you, O you of little faith? So how do you deal with anxiety? Well, Jesus says, don't be. Uh, your heavenly father, he provides. Is not your life more precious than food or clothing? Are you not more precious and valuable than birds? Will anxiousness add to your life? And will God not clothe you, or you of little faith? Well, a friend of mine uh, named Merv um, just had a newborn baby girl uh, named Hazel. A couple of months ago, I went over to his place to visit them, and it's a beautiful baby girl. And as all, with all new births, uh, then starts the sleepless nights of waking to keep this little human being alive. And it would be utterly unimaginable for them to come back from the hospital after giving birth, after giving her life and a body, uh, to leave her on the floor, cold, naked, without clothes. And then when she cries for food, they ignore her cries and they let her starve. See, it's utterly unimaginable. One might say evil. You see, it's not giving life to little Hazel more valuable than clothes and food. How much more will her parents feed her? And so is not your life more than food 
and clothes, how much more will your heavenly Father feed and clothe you? You see, there's an intrinsic desire for all of us to provide for those under our care. Why wouldn't our heavenly Father be the same? So don't be anxious. Your heavenly Father provides. Well, what do we then need to do? Uh, Look at verse 31. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, but your, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. See, the antidote to anxiousness is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, trusting that God will provide all you need. All those things will be added to you. It's really surprising how the word all is all-encompassing. And maybe we can get a bit twitchy quoting this verse. Um, It's one of the go-to verses of people who uh, support the prosperity gospel. But it's silly. See, all those things added, it's similar to how a father would provide for his baby girl. She would be fed, she'll be clothed, she'll be provided with all she needs, of all that is good for her to flourish. And so your heavenly father knows, you know, what level of comfort you need, what food you need, what clothes you need, and he he knows and he will add them all to you. And so seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh, the kingdom of God, the kingdom to come, uh, his righteousness, his values, orientate your life to his, uh, to orientate your life, your money, your time in accordance with him. So don't be anxious. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all you need will be added to you. Well, granted, it's true that uh, most of us in 21st century London, you know, we have our basic necessities provided for. You know, we are unlikely to miss a meal or not to have a jumper when the weather gets cold. But I think Jesus, he starts with the very basic necessities of life and assures that our Father will provide for those things. And so that gives us assurance for the other things in life, our work, relationships, the day-to-day anxiety. So he provides food and clothes for you and he will provide all you need. So don't be anxious. And we're chatting around the table as well. It's one thing to know these words, and it's another thing to actually respond in active faith. Now, when I was first preparing for this passage, uh, these words were particularly challenging for me, but also really helpful. Uh, you must understand, at that point in time, I was, I was trying to renovate a flat in Singapore remotely. Uh, it was the biggest decision of all that I had to make. A decision that changes the look and the feel of the entire place. It was the choice of flooring. What kind of flooring for the flat? You see, it's a permanent decision. And once you decide, it lasts forever. You know, it's an impossible task. You know, you make such a decision all from pictures from your iPhone. And who knows what the pic- uh, how the picture was taken, how the lighting was, what's the tint on my phone. It was impossible uh, to make a decision. And anxiety, well, was plaguing my mind. And if you have done any form of renovation before, or if you're doing some renovation now, you know exactly what that feels like. And so on one hand was the, the, the pictures, the different options of flooring, 
um, on my phone. And on the other hand was my Bible and the words of Jesus. I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Seek first the kingdom for you of little faith. And so it's one thing to say these words, but it's another thing to really believe and to act on them. And so what I do, see anxiety was plaguing my mind. And so I did the only thing that I uh, could think of. I got on my knees and I went down to pray. And I said the Lord's Prayer that he, he teaches us um, just a few verses above. And I said, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is heaven. You see, it's the prayer that our Lord has taught us to reorient our gaze from storing treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where floorings, they break and they fade to seek the kingdom above and to trust that he will provide. And the truth is, after saying that prayer, it's not as if the anxiety disappeared immediately. I think it was one step closer to, to shift my gaze from something that was earthly, an earthly worry, to the kingdom above. And so in a gradual way, the, the permanent decision, the permanent, so-called permanent decision about the flooring, well, it became less permanent and it mattered a bit less. And so Jesus says, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Your heavenly father provides. And so he knows the big things, how high inflation will go, when the recession will start, when it will end, who the next prime minister will be. He knows the small things, like the food that we need, the clothes that we want, the jobs we want, the home renovations we wish, the clothes we require, the ambitions we aspire, and the relationships we desire. He knows all we need and what we should have. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all those things will be added to you. Uh, let me pray.